he's going to get an exclusive. Let's go. So y'all going to have to watch this. Yes. Because yeah. I'm getting ready to drop some information on here that I ain't dropped nowhere else. Let's go. I remember when I played for King George, I reached out to Calvin. I said, Calvin, there's this man that I met by the name of King George. I said, you need to sign him. Calvin was procrastinating. Mm. I said to Calvin once again, listen, he's about to blow up. He's about to be the next big thing. If you don't accept this and find your protege yes. or successor, you're going to miss the wave. Interesting. I said this to Calvin. He failed to do so. Calvin had been on this tour called The Blues All Right, and he was the it vector. We look up King George. Is on the tour. Calvin said to me, he didn't want his band playing with George. <sighs> that doesn't mean that I can't work for King George. I put together a second band and was no conflict. Yeah. That worked all tour last year. It even worked in the spring of this year. Yeah. After the spring was over, Calvin came to me and said, hey, he gave me an ultimatum. Oh. He says, I don't want you working with me and King George. What up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the RXS Podcast. I'm Rajay, and I got my boy Dion Doyle in the building. What's good, man? man? What's good, man? Thank How you, you for having me. Yo, I'm doing good, bro. It's an honor to have you, man. Oh, wow, wow. Seriously. I'm obliged to be here. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm obliged to be here. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Family's How's, good. That's good. That's yeah. good. Speaking of family, um, before we started, you tell me you were married? Yes. 16 years, wow. bro. 16 years. Yeah. Two kids? Two kids. 13 wow. and 3. That's so, yeah. crazy. So I'm going to go back to the beginning. Okay. Tell me where you were born. Dothan, Alabama. Okay. Dothan, Alabama. A little small town if you're familiar with uh, Panama City. Yeah. I'm right there like at the break of the Florida line and the Alabama line. Like Dothan's like right there. Yeah, man. What was it like growing up there? Uh, it, so... It's a small city uh, with a big infrastructure. Okay. And what I mean by big infrastructure, like the, uh, although we may not have like the interstates and the, uh, you know, the the uh, big uh, buildings or whatever the co uh, case may be, uh, it is very, it, it is operated like a major city. I got the, you. The operation of it, the infrastructure of the city is like a major city. So it gives you that, major city feel without the congestion yeah you know what i'm saying so so yeah it's a cool it's cool i love dota yeah I love you've dota. been there all your life all my life born and raised so how did you start playing like when did you know like okay uh so uh, a little backstory uh music obviously was a, a gift that was given to me yeah uh and unlike you know gifts and things that you learn you know some people are inherit gifts yeah you know through yeah. through you know christian um through christian beliefs you know through god and uh so on and so forth but it was a gift that i had that i wasn't aware of my dad bought a piano and it was uh it was furniture it was just for it was just for looks it was i mean it it went out of tune the whole nine yards when you tap the keys it sounded like a steel guitar okay it yeah. was one of them yeah uh, and, and uh you know like anything else, you know, when you're young, you're curious about what's going on with yeah. it. So what I would do, I would tap on it. You know, I could hear certain things, and I can tell when certain things were off. 
Uh, I got relative pitch, and I didn't know that. Uh, mm. That's now developed into perfect pitch. But uh, so I would be listening to the radio, and I could find a note of the song going to, you know, and I was like, you know, okay, yeah, this is, I didn't know what the note was. Yeah. I just knew the sound. The, yeah. Yeah, 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 I knew the color, and I was like, okay, yeah, that that sounds like that's right. So, you know, if it was in B, I could hit the B and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. And so, you know, that developed into me uh, learning chords and figuring out songs and learning songs, and uh, which, you know, slowly progressed into me playing. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of how I got started, man. And how old were you, like, when you... When you first got the piano playing around with it, how old were you? About 12. I was about 12. Yeah, yeah, like 12. I would say about 12. Yeah. So then once you were able to start playing chords and stuff, how old were you? I would say maybe about 15. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a three-year yeah, span three, yeah, of learning. Yeah, yeah. Before I actually really sat down and I was playing in the church and uh, even through uh, high school. Okay. Uh, I didn't even uh, – I started off working at a – Taco Bell at a fast food restaurant. Uh, and then, you know, as my gift progressed and people started discovering that I could play, you know, I had churches that would, you know, offer me different positions. I didn't even know people would compensate you <laughs> to play at that time. So it was like, hey, we'll give you $150 to come play on Sunday. And, and you're I was like, like, it's better than Taco Bell. Yeah. So, like, the money I was making at Taco Bell, I was like, so y'all going to pay me this to come play just on Sunday morning? So, you know, it elevated into that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I find out, okay, yeah, th this might be a thing. Yeah. So, you know, of course, the conversation led to me wanting to, uh, furthermore, you know, better my craft even more. Yeah. You know, and so other opportunities opened up from there uh, as it relates to, you know, church. What was the first opportunity that you got outside of just Sunday morning? Uh, the first opportunity that I got outside of Sunday morning, uh, I would say, was with a uh, a young a young lady who was becoming uh, at the time she was becoming viral through uh, social media. Okay, uh, her name was Keela Richardson. Okay, uh, some of you may know her now. Yeah, uh, she's been featured on a lot of different things with a lot of different artists. Uh, but she's from Pensacola, Florida which is about two hours from me. Um, and I made contact through with her through uh, other friends and associates that played from the Pensacola area, and she inquired for me to come play for one of her events. Yeah. Uh, and it was a big deal. I mean, she had, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, what I would call at that time big names yeah. in the gospel industry. You yeah. know, William Murphy, uh, um, What's the guy saying? Um, LaShawn Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, those names. She had those names. And so, you know, I got a chance to, you know, uh, host as an MD for that event. And that was one of the first major uh, things that I did that I would consider to be that was kind of outside of, you know, that church. Yeah. That church structure. And you've done, like, some quartet stuff too, right? I have. Yeah. I have. Uh, I was introduced to quartet. Uh, my so I had two introductions, but my first real introduction to Cortec was through my brother, who's been rocking with me for years, Baby Carter. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, he was playing with the group David Hammond and the Chosen Disciples. Yeah, and he he was like, "Hey, D, you know, come, you know, come out and sit in a couple." So I sat in a couple shows. They liked me, 
you know, and I started rocking with them real heavy. And that's when I started really learning, you know, um, the the culture of quartet. How old were you? Uh, then maybe 17, 16. Okay. So, wait. This is different. You're the first person that I've ever met that was introduced to it later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like most, most people that I know, like, born into it. Oh, no, no. Interesting. No. Yeah, man. I may was, yeah, maybe even 18. Uh, I was introduced to it. Uh, I mean, I come from a culture background, but that's a lot different than co- uh, Cortec. Uh, because when I first learned Cortec, I would overplay it. I would, you know, there's a yeah. there's an art to playing Cortec. Yeah, that's true. And so I had to develop that that art, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, I was introduced to it. So I didn't know any of the history, you know, about Joe Lagun. I didn't know about Harvey Watkins. I didn't know. You know, I had heard their songs, obviously, yeah. Pixie Jesus, you know, because they <laughs> sung that in most of your your uh, African-American uh, yeah. churches, traditional churches. But I didn't know who these artists were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I had to not only learn the culture, but I had to learn the history. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit of a challenge for me. But, you know, here we are today, and I can say that I've had the yeah. opportunity to, you know, um, play with a lot of those a lot of those uh, uh, legends, um, some living and some, you know, of yeah. course, deceased. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about, um, as a musician. Yes. I want to talk to you a little bit about the um, pros and cons okay. of being a quartet musician. Let's go. Uh, we wanna... can talk about the pros first. Let's go pros first. Let's let's be, let's go pros first. Okay. Uh, here's... And, and this is one element that I appreciate quartet for. Being a quartet musician, it will give you something that no other genre of music will give you. And you want to know what that is? What's that? Discipline. Absolutely. That's a fact. Discipline. Quartet will teach you how to be a disciplined musician. That's a fact. I mean, when you listen at uh, Harvey Watkins, when you listen at Doc McKenzie... You know, that music is discipline. And you'll hear those guys and you'll be like, can they really play? Yeah, they can really play. They're just disciplined enough to know when to play. Yes. So that is an element that is uh, that has been a characteristic that has been robbed in a lot of genres of music, like, you know, uh, gospel, R&B. Yeah. You know, that, that element has been just ticking out of music. So uh, even now, that was one uh, one pro that I really, really appreciated about Quartet. It taught me discipline. It yeah. taught me how to play with a band. It taught me how to not, uh, how to sound, uh, make everything sound like one sound versus... Yes. A bunch I, of good musicians. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 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 I didn't want to just be heard. I wanted everything to be sonically yes. perfect. It was like, it was an art. Uh, yes, uh, man. So, so, uh, yeah, that was interesting. That was yeah. interesting for me. So that that's one major pro uh, for me. Uh, another pro uh, I would say is, uh, and this is big considering where I am now in my musical career. Uh, it taught me to be uh, humble in my expectations. Oh, that's good. Right. That's good. Right. As as opposed to. 
where uh, now I meet guys who say, oh, if it's over four hours, I'm not driving. Mm. Well, in Cortez, you know, we drove 13 hours. So now when, 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 and I think it helps me now today because when I run into uh, different uh, obstacles, I don't forget yeah, that man. element. I'm not too bougie to say, y'all know what? We're going to put this on the ground. Yeah. Like, like, uh, just, just last week we were in, uh, Orlando, Florida. I think that was last week. Yeah. We were in Orlando, Florida. Uh, we had a flight to leave out of Atlanta. Uh, and the flights got booked for PM instead of AM. Right. And there were no more other flights left. And this was a nine hour stretch. Right. But none of my guys, they, you know, none of them didn't complain. It was like, Hey, let's grab a rental. Let's, let's ride. Let's do it. Yeah. So, so I appreciate the fact that Quartet, uh, it it kept me humble in my expectations. Yes. You know, uh, from a business and administrative standpoint. Yes. That's another great element. Uh, another, a pro, uh, and there's a lot of pros I give. I'm just gonna give a few. Yeah. And we'll talk about some of the cons. Another pro that I really, really appreciate is, uh, Quartet. Uh, taught me how to deal with musical controversy. Explain. I'm going to elaborate yeah, on re- that. I'm ready. I'm ready. Musical controversy, right? Because I know that there's, uh, when you play basketball, you expect it to be competitive. That's Yeah. There's a scoreboard that lets you know yeah. we're keeping track of yeah. Who's doing what? You know, yes. he, he, but in Quartet, when I got introduced to it, there's this friendly competition and musical controversy that sparks the urge to be better. Yes, Lord. See, this is the part. It's it's not it's it's not a bad thing. It's it's one of those things like one of the guys uh uh that was one of my mentors, Sean Davis, mm-hmm. who who was a phenomenal um keyboardist, guitarist. Uh, and well-known musician in the quartet in- industry, uh, I, 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 he was my competition, yet he was still my mentor. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah. So, so, so I wanted to outshine him or be better than him, but I still took the elements of what he gave me to better my craft. In that, you know, I end up accomplishing that goal, which in turn made me a better musician. Absolutely. You know, it expanded me. Absolutely. And then I would move on to the next mentor. Yeah, man. You know, and then the next one. And so I can name several people who I watched and uh, who silently, uh, indirectly mentored me, who didn't even know they were mentoring me, but they were my next, you know, they yeah. were kind of like, that's my next competition. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's where I got to get to. I got to get to that level. Yeah. What is he doing? Yes, sir. Right? Right. Uh, Tamarcus was one yes, of the first. Yes, Lord. He was one of the first individuals that I seen to use a Nord stage on a quartet set. Yo, when I first saw Tamarcus, I said, what, what he, is happening? And exactly. he was using a Nord. I'm never going to. It was some you. kind of Coliseum type thing. He was playing for Lisa Knowles. Exactly. And exactly. I'm like. Exactly. Whoa, there's he levels. Was, he was definitely one of the pioneers from the keyboarder standpoint in Cortez. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of course, there was others you know, that we can name, and this is not to discredit anyone, but these were just people that I 
yes. you know, I solidly looked up to. Absolutely. And I said, I got to develop uh, what they have. And now these same individuals, uh, they have a mutual respect yes. for, for for me. Uh, Absolutely. From, from a musical standpoint. So those are all, you know, pr pros. You know what I'm saying? So um, being humble uh, taught me how to be humble. Uh, it, it taught me, uh, obviously, how to uh, deal with the musical controversy. Yes, and it also, you know, uh, taught me uh, uh, how to be disciplined. Yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, those are the pros. <laughs> now, let's talk about the cons. <laughs> let's go. Well, obviously, you know, the obvious the that that everybody knows, <laughs> that ain't no secret. So, you know, we're not letting the cat out of the bag yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you definitely got to have a love for Cortex to do it. And it can't be a job. Because Cortex is not a genre of music that can make you a whole lot of money. You're not going to be, there very maybe 2% of people who are in Cortex that may be millionaires i don't even know i don't even think the t uh the community has even taken the time to even look at the net worth of individuals who are in quartet to even classify them as rich we of course we love harvey we love lee uh we love uh joe lagan but when you when you go to google wikipedia have we taken the time? Has anyone taken the time out to see what the real net worth of these individuals are? See, this is big. This is what you need to catch. Like, net worth is important. Yes. Because there's a difference between being popular and a pioneer. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. There's a, there's a huge difference. You know, you can be popular and not have nothing to show for. Yes. That's a fact. You can be popular. I know several popular musicians who still live with their moms, who, yes. you know, don't have a banking account, who don't own a debit card, you know, so so uh that's that's the thing, one of the cons. I don't think Quartet spends enough time in administration. Doyle, I listen, I've been nailed to the cross for what you're saying learning and then trying to have conversations with people about what I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. Cause in certain circles, it's offensive to have knowledge beyond the culture of quartet. It, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. It so it's is. like when you get ready to ask, like, why is this like this instead of being like this? People get a little tight. They do. They do. But it's like, it don't make sense. And you know what the what I use the element of to I use the element of people being able to uh what is it? Uh the element of achievement achievements okay. to establish credibility. The element of achievement to establish credibility. Uh yes. Go yeah, there, go yeah, there, go yeah, there. Because yeah. so, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so there's this thing. You could be saying, uh, man, listen, next year, uh, Bitcoin is going to be worth $4 million, whatever the case may be. And people may be like, man, he tripping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the minute you achieve 
the very thing that you preached about, right? Then that's when everybody want to say, yeah, I know him. <laughs> right? So your credibility ain't in the information that's that good. you're giving. Bro. Mm. The credibility is in the ability of people being able to see, see that you what you're saying. People are not afraid of the information. They're afraid to be the risk taker. Yeah. Yo, and you want to know what's... Yo, so the other day I was thinking about this. Like, of course, like you said earlier, I used to play with Doc. Right? Uh-huh. And I used to produce, like, quartet a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up under Ray Braswell. Okay, yeah. That's yep, my stepdad. Yep. Oh, wow, wow. So, I, like, from... The age of maybe fifteen or so, I was like playing on records and right, doing right, the right. whole, doing the whole thing. Love to do it. Got homies that I grew up with. Some of them you actually know. Grew up with doing the quartet thing. Right. And I started to just learn. Like I would see certain stuff, and then I would just like I would want to learn about it. Like right, right. Different musicians or different producers. Yes. Different artists, different entrepreneurs outside of the music business, and then I would like kind of like scrunch my face like this don't make sense but young young me would try to have conversations with my peers about it and it never went well wow simply because even though i was learning in their mind you still with us you still with us you still with us you still with us so i'm like okay i've gotten to a place now where i'm like i'm gonna separate myself Take a season to achieve That's right. so that what I say can be credible. So it's crazy that you're saying that. Because I had true. to make the conscious decision to say, I'm going to take a thousand steps back. That's right. That's right. And I'm going to accomplish something that speaks louder than anything I could say. That's right. That's right. That's good. So to hear you say that is confirmation. It is, man. I'm telling you. Like, you already got it. You already you know what's going on. Sheesh. Like you know what's going on, you already ahead. And yeah, cause it's like I would like doing the quartet thing. I'm like, huh? let me tell you when it flipped. Okay. When I got married, uh huh, and I had my daughter, uh huh. It's all fun and games till the family come. Mm-hmm. You with the yeah, homies, yeah. you ain't got no responsibilities. You at your mama house is cool. We want to see productivity. <laughs> yes. Soon as it's like, okay, I have a wife, I have a child, and we live together on our own without parents. This actually doesn't make economical sense it, at all. Like at all. And so it's like, let me learn. Is there other ways? Is there other stuff I can get into? And then I just like kind of slowly bowed out. And some of the homies was kind of like, hey, man, what's good? I'm like, y'all my dudes, but this don't make sense. It ain't making sense. And it's like the love of it cannot feed my wife and my child. Mm. It can't. It can't. So I have to do something different. Which leads me to what I want to ask you about. Okay. I don't know how recent it is, and you can let me know because I'm yeah. a fan and I want to know, and then let them know. Okay. Recently, you of course you did what you did with the Kojic thing, with Kayla, then you're playing with David Hammond. But recently you've been doing stuff in like the blues and Southern Soul arena, Correct. right? Yeah. When did you start doing that? Uh, about six years ago. Six years ago. And what was the first artist? Calvin Richardson. How did that come about? Instagram. Explain. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of people talk about marketing and promoting themselves and spending a lot of time 
but that word is used so casually mm-hmm. uh, and no actual hard action is put into it. Uh, what I did was it was simple. I know a lot of people going to say it was ludicrous. Uh, it was below the standard. But when you're when you're a, for the sake I'm speaking on me, when yep. you're a nobody to the music community then you have to approach the industry or the entertainment or these artists from a different standpoint. I can't call such and such and say, hit up uh, CeeLo and tell him to call such and such and tell him that I might be interested. I don't have that access. I don't have connections. I don't have accessibility. Yeah. And when you don't have that, you have to use what's in front of you. What's that? Social media. Yeah. All of them have Instagrams. Yeah. And they use them. Yeah. Right. I messaged that night about, I want to say it was at least 26 artists. Wow. In that, what was popular at the time was an electronic press kit, right? But because I was a self-contractor, there was no need for me to have an electronic press kit because I did not have a resume. I ain't playing for nobody. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So at this point, the only thing I could do is utilize my story, who I am, in hopes that somebody would be interested in giving me an opportunity. Yes, do artists want to give new people an opportunity? Of course they do. Why? Because, watch this, it doesn't cost them as much to give you an opportunity, especially if you can produce to the same level as the person that they've been given, you know, seventy and $80,000, and you can do it for 40000 so I sent a message to a couple of artists, and in my message, it stated who I was, where I was from, what I did, um, you know, just a small, you know, uh, four-sentence biography, just something that they can read real quick and say, okay, I like this guy. He's from here. And then I express to them what it is that I do. So uh, I produce, you know, uh, I'm a musical director. I play keys, yeah. you know, I arrange, I score, you know, gave them all the details of that. Uh, and then on top of that, what I left them with is I'm able to do all these things for at least half of what it's costing you now. Yeah. That's the bait. Interesting. That's the, the draw in. Yeah. Because they're human just like us. They want to save money. Yeah. Right. That's the bait. Never forget it. Uh, I said to, uh, in my, I closed my message. In my closing messages, uh, it said, um, give me the opportunity to make what you're doing better. You sold, you sold yourself heavy. You sold yourself. Godly. And you want to know what's crazy? Yeah. I didn't even have what it took at the time. Watch this. I invested I invested in my potential. Yes, sir. Not where I was at the time. I invested in my potential. Yes, sir. Because I knew if the opportunity presented itself, I would rise to the occasion. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I'm going to rise to the occasion. Absolutely. Why? Because I can't fail. I've been given an opportunity. I've been afforded an opportunity that nobody's in, 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 in my uh, crew has been afforded. Yeah. So I remember uh, like yesterday, Calvin reached out to me. 
uh, and he was like, "Hey, uh, I like making things better. What you got?" I said to him, I responded to him, "Send me uh, one of your favorite songs. I'm going to create an arrangement for it, and I'll shoot it back to you." Yeah. All right. One thing that will stop you in life, and you need to catch this: procrastination is the devil's advocate. Absolutely. Right. I'm real big on uh, uh, when people do work for me, I'm heavy on the turnaround. Yeah. Right. Because that's going to show me how hungry you are. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? If Jay-Z call you tonight and say, hey, man, I need keys laid. Yeah. You can't say I'm getting back to you next week. We getting keys right now. Yeah, especially we, when so many other people can do it. We shutting down right now. We getting it done. Right now. Yeah, facts. I stopped what I was doing right there, and I made an arrangement, and I shot it back to him immediately the same day. That spoke volume. Yeah. And he, she hit me back. Hey, that's dope. That's fire with the fire emojis. What's your number? Mm-hmm. I gave him my number. Uh, he took my number. He called. Never forget it. I was on my way to a quartet program. Wow. David Hammond and the Chosen Disciples anniversary. Whoa. It was okay. The anniversary. I had made it to Ufala, Alabama. So yeah. They know. And I got the call, and the guy, and he said, uh, "Hey, this Calvin Richardson." And I pulled over immediately. Wow. I could not believe it. I pulled over, and uh, he said, "Hey, uh, I want to see about you coming in, basically, and MDing the crew that I already oh, have." Right. But I've been preaching the law of loyalty, that loyalty equals royalty, since years back. Yeah. The same people that's eating with me now were the same people who were getting doing $25 gigs with me. Yeah, man. You understand what I'm saying? So people be like, why you don't give other people opportunity? It's not that I'm not interested in giving people an opportunity, right? But I have to invest back into the people who sold in tears in me. Who believed enough in me to say, you know what, D? Like, I'm going to do these $25 gigs with you because I know you're going somewhere. Yes, sir. Right? right? So you got to have people around you who believe enough in you to where they're not looking for what they can get out of the moment. Yes. But they're looking at your future, and they know that they can benefit more off your future than trying to get so much out of you in your present. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. And I had those people. Bebe was one of those people. Yeah. You know, and, and we can talk about it now because, you know, I mean, he bringing home almost a grand a night sometimes. Yeah. So, like, you, you you had him. I mean, he would come and do $25 gigs with me. Yeah. Sometimes he would take nothing. Yeah. Just, you know, just feed me. You know what I'm saying? And, I'm you know, I'm transparent. I've always been transparent. And so, um, and, and so when it comes to opportunities, He's always going to get the first. Yeah. He's going to always. I told Calvin Richardson, and I didn't mean to get off. No, course. you good. That was good, man. Yeah, I told Calvin, I said, man, I would love to MD your crew. I said, uh, but if I come, I got to be able to stand behind my work, so I got to use my people. Now, I was taking a chance, yeah. a big chance. You made, yeah, yeah. You got in the door and then took a risk that could possibly make him say, never mind. Guess what he said? What's that? Never mind. Oh. He said, never mind. And I I burnt my I beat myself up for it for 
three months. Yes, sir. I was like, man, did I did I did I mess up this opportunity? I, yeah. Did I mess up this opportunity? Right. But here's the thing: when you do stuff out of loyalty, you don't worry about because what's for you is for you. And when you're doing stuff out of loyalty, I've had people who are around me. They did. They made certain moves, right? Because they were only thinking about themselves. Yeah. Right. And they still end up losing the very thing that they thought they were gaining just because they were thinking about themselves. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I said, no, uh, I ain't going to do that. So cool. He's like, cool. We'll stay in touch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, three months, three months went by. I never forget it. Calvin was in. Uh, he had a show in Dallas, Texas, and he had a show in Houston. Uh, the crew he had in Dallas, I guess they bombed. He called me on that uh, Friday. He said, hey, this Calvin, he called me block. I said, hey, man, what's going on? He says, how good is your crew? I said, they're better than the one you got now. <laughs> and I didn't even know the crew he had, right? He says, can you know 16 songs by tomorrow? <laughs> I said, uh, yeah. We stayed up all night in the airport. He said, send me your crew's name. He texts me back with flight. Flight. <laughs> Tickets. <laughs> he takes me back with tickets of all the names that I had sent him. And said, show me what you your crew can do. And we flew out to Houston. The crew that he had, he sent them back home. And I did the gig in Houston. We stayed up all night from the time he sent those flights. All the way to the morning. Now, mind you, I didn't have no stems. I didn't have nothing. It was just gonna be kind of a plug and play situation. Yeah. So I had to do as much as I could. So I think I, I think I might have made some loops on, uh, Pro Tools or something. Or I can't remember what it was, what program I was using at the time. But I made some quick loops. Yeah. Just for the songs. Yeah. Um, program try to program as much as I could, and that's I had. From the time he called all the way to about 8 o'clock that night. And I remember rehearsing on the plane with the singers. Yeah. Rehearsing all night in the airport. Like, it was crazy. And we got down there. We did the gig. Calvin made a post about it that night. It's still on Instagram. Uh, yeah. And he was like, you know, he showed up at the last minute and killed. Yeah. We killed. No stems, no nothing. Like, we killed. And I had to gig with Calvin ever since then. That's insane. That was, and I and I, I did a six year run with Calvin. Wow. Yep. In fact, this was the first year. This year, uh, around June. Mm hmm. Yeah, June is when I, uh, when me and Calvin officially stopped working together, uh, th this year. And we'll get into that if you want to get into that. Let's get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, 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 obviously, uh, when I was playing for Calvin, um, obviously, uh, I started making connections with more people in the industry. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
before you before you tell us that. Okay. How is the business? Okay. Yes. So let's talk about the business. <laughs> yeah. This is very uh, important to know. Uh, when you're operating with major artists, the first thing they care about, and I already knew this because I was already operating like this in quartet. Yeah. Right. I I had groups that I was funding, and I was uh, kind of fronting the money up front, mm-hmm. and I was getting money back off their back end. Yeah, got you. So I was already in the habit of being a front man. Yeah. Well, artists, they like dealing with individuals who could, they don't, uh, who they don't have to micromanage. Yes. Right? So right. it's not like, uh, you're not going to call me. I need, you got to get your hotels here. You got to get your, when I send Calvin his bill, it's one bill. So when they say it takes money to make money, you have to invest in yourself first. So that means I would get all the rooms for everybody. I would get all the food, the flights, whatever it was. I would take care of it up front out of my company. And then my company would invoice Calvin with payroll and expenses. So he would have two different. So you started. Wait. So now we have to go back. Yes. So you started a company to operate from. Yes. Well, I already had a company as I advanced in Quartet. Okay. What I made you do a, that? Right. Well, the lack of administration. Yeah. In Quartet. That's what led me to creating a company. Okay. Because I saw that there's no way you can make money off of Quartet just playing. <laughs> That's a fact. So maybe if I start booking or something, is that what you did? I actually started acting as a silent promoter. That's so smart. So I was playing and getting paid to play and uh, getting paid for the groups. Wow. <laughs> you definitely didn't grow. It's crazy. Because I didn't grow up in Cortez. It is very clear. And that was important. That it, it, that element uh, was, that, that, that might have gave me a one up. Clearly. <laughs> it clearly gave you a one up. Right, 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 right. Because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a slave to the previous principles of Cortez. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it gave me a one up. And uh So you start this company in Cortez. Alabama Music Group. Let's go. So then when you get with Cal so when you get with Calvin, Calvin is pay- Calvin's company is paying your company. Correct. The so you foot in the bill for the guys. Mm-hmm. You give Calvin an invoice. He reimbursed your he company. He reimbursed my company. No, nobody in my group has ever been paid from Calvin directly. That's crazy. Their 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 tax forms always came from Alabama Music Group LLC. That is so smart. Of course, that's yeah. a nugget. Yeah, you gotta have it. You gotta have it. You gotta have it, especially when you're dealing with those type of numbers. Let me be clear. When you're dealing with there's that's a different kind of money. Yes. The tax bracket different. Yes. <laughs> so so you better believe when when Calvin was writing those checks, he was gonna have his ten ninety nine ready at the end of the Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Right. This ain't no under the table so, hundred and fifty dollars. So if I'm not if I don't have the correct uh tax forms for my employees, then I'm gonna end up being responsible for the overall mm-hmm. and it ain't gonna be matter what I paid out. Yeah. 
So there's no way to keep record of what I pay out if I'm paying out under the table. Yeah. Y'all need to grab this in quartet. At the end of the day, I would need to be comfortable with myself more. And because I felt like in order for me to be my true self or in order for me to have a big impact on the world, I need to be with a group of people that I know when that's not the case. I was kind of scared at first because I felt like I was going to miss them. My parents have told me many times that I have gifts and I need to use it and like people wish they could do what I do and I was like mm, I don't want to do that. Since I was really young I really like to speak and make people feel better in life and it's just something I enjoy. Hi this is Nay and that was Nay's Place. If you want to catch more search Nay's Place on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and RXS Entertainment YouTube channel. It's a... Right? It's a lot. That's a tool. When you pay somebody, that is a tool that you use to recoup. Yeah, but most of the time... I uh, Let's go there. Yeah, let's go there. Most of the time, these groups don't want to report the money they make because they want to pocket it right then. So it's like, if I charge, however much I charge... I want all that money. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to tell the promoter, pay me in a check to my company, and then I'm going to give 1099s to my guys but they can, and pay but them. You, but you can do it with cash, though. Can you? Of course. Explain. Okay. So uh, if you book me, because you got to think, anytime you book a, a artist, they want their back in how? Cash. Yeah, they're not going to let you give them no check. Yeah. Give my <laughs> low key. Yeah, they... The back end is always going to be cash. So they're operating with cash. Now, it's up to the artist whether they choose to give you cash. Mm -hmm. I would never give my uh, employees cash. Mm. I would always give them either a wire transfer, a Zelle, a yes. cash app, yes. something that had a paper trail. Yes. Right? So, so, right, because even, so even if you were don't... Even if you were going to do cash, all you got to do is make sure there's a receipt. That's it. But I ain't never seen that. No, they don't. They don't do that. They fail to do that. Like I ain't. I ain't never got no. I ain't never had. It's just like here's the money. Mm. Thank you for your service. Either that, or even if I'm gonna give you cash, I'm gonna make you do a uh 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 uh. What is the form called? Is it a ten forty? Basically, an employee form. Okay. Stating that I paid you X amount of dollars in a year's time. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether yeah, it was yeah. cash or not. Once once you sign, uh, what is that for? I got several of them. But I, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm having a dumb moment. It's okay, <laughs> man. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm going to make all my employees fill that out before they receive anything. Yeah. Whether I give them cash or not. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, when I write that 1099, I'm going to write that 1099 for whatever the amount that was I gave you. Yes. It's up to you if you filed it or not. I don't care. <laughs> but You're I gave covered. it to you. I gave You're it covered because you. you gave it to him. But as long as you fill that form out, then I you've given me the right to say that I've given you X amount. Yeah, that's good. And you have to get that on the front end. Yes. I have it on all my employees. This is good information. Yes. Got to have it. This is good information. I got to know what that form is because I want to tell them exactly so even so, I'm gonna say this too. While you're getting that form, okay. 
that's even good like as an md that's good as a producer that's really good it is because artists come to you to produce records and you normally hire people that you trust that's right so like building building that company and then paying people properly it helps to have business credit it helps it with does. loans that you need it it helps if you need a grant it, it helps it helps a lot of things like it does but it depends on how broad your mind is yes, that's right because if you're small-minded oh yeah give yeah. me my couple dollars let me get these pennies to the homies that help me do this record and on to the next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the lowest form of administration you could operate <sighs> under. And by the way, that form is called a W-9. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was having a moment, and <laughs> it was going to kill me if I didn't get it out. Yeah. But that form is called a W-9. So anytime you pay anybody, and, and you're going to be consistently paying them on the regular, you want to have them to fill out a W-9. W-9. So when they fill out that W-9, that gives you the right to do a 1099. On that individual. Thank you, because I've gotten de- I've dealt with that, and I was like, "What?" Because I recently churches do it. Yes, and here's the crazy <laughs> thing. So, 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 check this. My church. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I start. I started my LLC not maybe a year and some change ago. Mm-hmm. So then I told the um, trustee at my church, like, hey, instead of paying me and my wife as self-employed employees pay, pay my company yeah man. pay my business yes so to hear you school me on the it's like because because the um the, yeah. the lady told me like hey you need to make sure that you give yourself a w-9 that's right because i didn't do that last year yeah it worked out some way where it was my first time so they kind of was like it's okay because you didn't know type of thing but they were like next year you need to have this form by this time. That's right. I didn't even know there was a time like It is. It's a, it's a cutoff date for you to f- file this form and turn it in. It is. And like I think that's important for musicians to know. It is very important. Like you have to know how to uh, like a lot of a lot of musicians now are operating in what I call ignorance, uh for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh not to be offensive. What I mean by that is a lot of you have filled out this W-9 and you filled it out and you didn't even know what it was. Facts. Okay. When they hired you at your church, they gave you that W-9. A lot of you have a lot of 1099s in your name that you don't even know that you got. <laughs> and you're not going to find out until you go to buy your first house. Facts. Facts. Hey, that was, an- hey, that was another <laughs> thing that let me know. Like, when I got ready to get um my house... I was like, I got to do business better. Like, there was another time, too, like, when I, I was trying to get an apartment and stuff like that, because it's like, when you get ready to get a house, when you get ready to um, get an apartment, stuff like that, when you get ready to get a car, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much money you made. No. it's It matters how much money you, you made could, on paper. On paper, what you can prove. <laughs> so you could have made 60000 but if that, you didn't make it on paper, you ain't make it. That goes back to what I said at the beginning about net worth. Yes. Because net worth is what we can see on paper. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't care how many CDs you sold. It don't matter if there's no net worth to back it. Yeah. Right? Because yes. you can't get endorsed off of that. Yes. 
Nike ain't gonna back you saying I sold a million copies and they only see that you sold a thousand on paper. Which is why oh this is good. I used to wonder why like the bro- the Williams brothers, I was gonna say the brothers, but for mm-hmm. people who may not know, right. I used to wonder why like Lee and the Williams brothers would just be like, okay, they'll perform, mm-hmm. but they won't have no record table. And I'm like, why don't they have a record table? It's because you got to go to the store to make sure it's scanned. That's right. And then... That UPC code. Yes, Lord. But then after time went by, they brought the scanner with them. I'm like... That's right. So then I was talking to one of my homies. He does like... He plays for like a big pop artist, okay. right? So... He was talking to me one time about Billboard and like charting and like how many sales. And I'm like, that's right. I'm like, how do you know how many sales people got? And it's because he got an account with, I don't know which. Nelson Soundscan? Yes. Yes, man. So he could go up there. But I'm like, yeah. But I'm like, I, I never realized that scanning that code is yeah. how they put it in the system to know that you sold as many records. Or that's not. exactly right. And that's how they know. That's how they do nom- nominations. Right. So one more thing about Quartet, and then I'm going to go back to um, how you and Calvin Richardson split. Okay. Quartet tends to do business janky, right? Yes. But then they are frustrated that they are not acknowledged by the rest of the music industry. You don't operate in it. Mm-mm. So they don't see you. They don't. Yeah, you can't be. It's like you literally operate under a rock, but you're frustrated that you're not respected by the world. That's exactly right. And it's gonna. And and here's the thing: we're in an era now where uh, there are a lot of upcoming, uh, who I would say, uh, people who have the uh, the potential to carry the legacy. Yeah, that can change. Absolutely. Like if we're in a pivotal moment for Quartet right now. Mm-hmm. We we we're having men of praise, Daryl Pittis, Roy Revelation. Uh I'm going if I didn't name you, that didn't mean you weren't relevant. Yeah. It just means that these are people who are coming on top of my head. They're in a pivotal moment that these people can shift the administration and, you know, that element of, of the business of Quartet. Yes. And 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 so y'all really need to consider that. And I think uh, if, if if y'all start having conversations and meetings with each other on how you can do it collectively, you could get more accomplished. Wild gospel wasn't something something that they did just because they wanted to put everybody on one record. Wild gospel was done so that everybody could get uh, a certain amount of uh, single sales on one record because. Even though it's a collective, it's each artist single. That's right. That it. Y'all better figure out how to work together. I'm giving you the game. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, man. The best of quartet. Everybody take their singles, put it on one album. They all because got their what's own IRC codes. They all have their every own. song does. That's right. So it don't matter. And then so that means if Lisa got if Lisa get five hundred thousand, your record got five hundred thousand. Cause you t- you take ah this is genius. I never re- I never realized it before. I just didn't. If you I got ten art, if you got ten artists, that's right. 
if there are 10 different styles, but you're under one genre and you put out a compilation, you now put all the fans in one pool. That's right. To generate themselves. That's, that's exactly right. And when you do it right on paper, y'all sold a lot. A lot. Everybody. Numbers go up. <sighs> then you can say quartet is a genre. Because <laughs> right now it ain't a genre. It's a genre of music. No. 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 But when you do that, you can say it. Gosh. All right, so now let's go back. Okay. You were playing with Calvin. Yes. And then recently, you stopped. When I was afforded the opportunity. So uh, I was when I was playing with Calvin, of course, I started, you know, uh, based off of, you know, people liking the arrangements and music. And, you know, of course, if you look at Calvin's show from when we first started to Calvin's most recent show that we did, like, you'll see, like, you know, I would say we were able to compete with Fantasia. Yeah. yeah. Musically, you yeah. know, and just presentation. I mean, we had the best, we had a fire background, we had five musicians, yeah, uh, fire arrangements, just, you know, uh, we looked it good, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, and so we, we actually had a great show. Uh, and based off of that, obviously people inquired. They wanted to know, hey, who doing who doing this, who doing that? And so I was afforded more opportunities. Well, those uh, opportunities were never a conflict for me and Calvin. So I was able to do those opportunities yes. and get credit in other areas. Like you know, um, I had did uh, James Fortune. I did you know different people. Man, I can go on. I ain't gonna drop a lot of names here for those of you who know you know yeah. uh, but I, I did a lot of work with other artists Keith Sweat you know what I'm saying that yeah. I just did by way of people discovering me through Calvin yeah okay uh, so that's why it's important that you know no matter what you're doing like you do it to a level of excellence because you never know who's watching you never know who's watching I used to get frustrated because I used to think that I wasn't uh, uh, and ooh this is gonna be good I used to get frustrated because the person that I was working for wasn't telling me how much they appreciated me. Oh. But what I had to learn was what I was doing, it wasn't for them. Mm. It was for the people that were watching me. Yes, Lord. So what you're doing now ain't for ain't, the people you're doing it for. It's not for now. <laughs> Sheesh. So I was afforded, I mean, countless opportunities, opportunities that I had to turn down, like just by... Working with Calvin, right? In fact, the, this most recent opportunity that I was afforded uh, a year and a half ago, uh, two years with uh, King George, was obviously, you know, somewhat because of my credibility with Calvin. Absolutely. Uh, Keisha, who's the booking manager for King George, is my best friend. We've been friends for a long time since I lost my uh, brother, uh, Sean Jones. Yeah. Uh, I met Keisha through Sean. And they were very, very close. And I adopted a sister yeah. by way through that relationship. And uh, she was she's the booking manager for King George. So uh, when it came time for George needing a band, she was like, oh, I know who to call. Yeah, man. Call my brother. Yeah. Like, I'm going to call him. I know he could get the job done. Yeah. How do I know? Because he played for Calvin <laughs> Richardson. Yeah. So he's going to already know what yeah. we need to make it happen. So Absolutely. she called me. She already knew. I knew about doing a rider. She knew I knew about input lists. She knew I knew about, you know what I'm saying, advancing shows. So she called me, and I did it. Uh, and then, you know, we made a connection. The chemistry was there. Uh, we ended up starting doing a couple pickup shows with uh, King George. And then 
lo and behold, out of nowhere, um, I was, and I'm gonna just, I'm a, you gonna get something that he's gonna get, he's gonna get an exclusive. Let's go. So y'all gonna have to watch this. Yes, yeah. Because I'm getting ready to drop some information on here that I ain't dropped nowhere else. Let's go. I remember when I played for King George, I reached out to Calvin. I said, Calvin, there's this man that I met by the name of King George. I said, you need to sign him. I'm giving y'all exclusive. And you're only you're only going to be able to get this from him. Let's go. From his site. Let's go. So you ain't going to be able to. My live is <laughs> off. Everything is off. You're going to have to get it from him. Okay? Let's go. So if you got this information, you got it from him. And I know you watched it, right? Let's because don't go. nobody know this. I said, there's a young man you need to sign. I said, his name is King George. His son, Keep On Rolling. It was building a lot of traction on social media, TikTok. I was like, you need to sign him. Right, I, you know, I reached out to Keisha. I said, "Set it up. Let's let's meet." Calvin was procrastinating. Mm. This was the first year in when I was just helping. Uh, I ended up doing King George's wedding, so on and so forth. Uh, and I just kept working with them. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when uh, I said to Calvin once again, "Listen, he's about to blow up. He's about to be the next big thing." If you don't accept this and start uh, find your protege yes. or successor, you're going to miss the wave, right? Interesting. I said this to Calvin. Calvin knows this. Uh, he did. He failed, to, he failed to do so. Calvin had been on this tour called The Blues All Right for five, yeah. six years. Yeah. And he was... The it factor of yeah. this tour. Yeah. I said, you know what? I had to make a decision, right? The 48 laws of power, the first rule of that law, one of the 48 laws of power, one of the first rules is never outshine the master. Mm -hmm. Right? So I had to figure out how do I still protect my investment with King George without disturbing my investment with Calvin? Calvin's not going to bust a move with King George. So I need to find a way that I can continuously be able to work with King George because I see where he's going. Yeah. But he don't. Yeah. But I don't need to jump on this bandwagon and then I lose everything in the end. Yes, sir. So I had to make a good conscience. This is the reason my team, they trust me. Yeah. They don't just leave and go from camp to camp just because I say let's go. They trust that I'm going to make the best decision yeah. for their careers. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do. That's when uh, Calvin said to me, he didn't want his band playing with George. Mm. We look up. King George is on the tour. That Calvin is on for the first year in history. This was last year. First year in history, he's on the Blues All Right tour. First year. And he says to me, he don't want his band playing for King George. That doesn't mean that I can't work for King George. I put together a second band. <laughs> Yo, you so smart. What? <laughs> I managed two bands. I MD two bands. 
last year's tour. Yeah. Blues All Right. Yeah. Both bands were killing. <laughs> I arranged music for King George. I arranged music for Calvin. I, I did sound chess for King George. I did King, sound chess for Calvin. Calvin had his own engineer. King George had his own engineer. And it was no conflict. Yeah. That worked all tour last year. Mm-hmm. This coming up year, it even worked in the spring of this year. Yeah. Yeah. This coming up, after the spring was over, Calvin came to me and said, hey, he gave me an ultimatum. Oh. He says, I don't want you working with me and King George. He says, because even though you're not using the band, you're still giving him my sauce. So this became a tough moment for me. Yeah. Right? Because I got an artist that I work with for years. Yeah, man. And then I got an artist that I enjoy working with that I see so much potential and I know the skies are the limit. Yeah. So I had to make a decision. And so obviously I went to Calvin and I said, hey, you know, uh, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity. You know, I'm going to go ahead and move full time with George. Yeah. But it messed me up because guys that were on the band, the B band, the second band with George, I had to indirectly give their positions to my Yo, mm, my main crew. Yeah. Right? Goes back to that loyalty clause. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, and I had to. I had to make a decision. And this is the thing about being a great leader. You got to make, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. Yeah. Uh, so I made that decision. Uh, and then that been the best decision I could have ever made in my career. Uh, and so we end up uh, putting this band together with, you know, or utilizing my band with Calvin with George. Yeah. Right. And Calvin uh, ended up hiring another band. Mm-hmm. Now it got to this, what we call this friendly competition. Uh, musical controversy. Yeah. Right. So this tour, this is the last weekend of this tour. Okay. And it has been very, very challenging yeah because it has been very competitive night after night after night after night and yeah. we've been kicking their butts <laughs> night after night city Yo. after city so uh uh and so that happened and uh you know we we, we got into where we are now obviously uh calvin he has his own crew. Yeah. We're working full time with George. Uh, of course, I don't have uh, nothing against Calvin and his crew. I actually know his guys. Um, interesting, his guys, they play for other artists like Bill, Bill DeVoe. Yeah. And, you know, a couple, you know, uh, Mark, shout out to Mark, uh, Jamin. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and Eugene, you know, yeah. uh, all those guys. But all those guys, they respect us. Mm-hmm. They respect us. They say, "Hey, you know, they, they, they." So it's still the camaraderie is still there, but there's still a tad bit of tension mm-hmm. uh, with 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 me and Calvin there. Yeah, uh, just because of the aura. Uh, but I'm excited uh, because tomorrow is the last night wow. I get to whoop up on Calvin. <laughs> hey, so y'all, we'll be right back. We're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna be back. 
And you can't hold your mule. <laughs> don't give it to somebody that don't deserve it now. Nah. Please don't. You know he out here sleeping with everybody. Don't do it. And you gonna do it because it feel good. Why? Because he got a big thing thing or something. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't, that ain't. You know how many men folk around here? Never mind. I'm just. <laughs> There's plenty of fishies in the sea. If you enjoyed this clip of Be For Real, you can watch the full video. Just head over to RXS Entertainment YouTube channel. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just type in B-E-F-U-H-R-E-A-L period. All right, we back. We back, man. Um, now I wanna I wanna get into what it's been like working with King George. Man, it is phenomenal. Uh, and the reason why, uh, because a lot of this, there, there's a difference. The the main reason why I wanted to work with George was because there's a difference between working with the artist who's already kind of established what they sound like, like you know, they kind of. Uh, this is not Calvin's first time working with a band. He's worked with several bands, yeah. I'm sure, throughout his career. Uh, and so the only thing that I could do was, you know, be greater than whatever the last place he yeah. left off. At. But with this situation, it was almost kind of like I can set the standard. Yeah, man. Right, I can set the standard. And then that means everybody who comes after me yes. will have to be that yeah man right versus versus coming in and you trying to you know, absolutely enhance something i could actually say okay this is what it looks like and so it's been interesting because uh you know i'm gaining his trust uh for you know musical creativity he's allowed me to spread my wings a little yeah. bit he's trusting me a little bit more um with things that he don't understand so it kind of helps you know me to be able to uh, make executive decisions. Yeah, you know, musically. Uh, we did this homecoming. We implemented a live marching band. That's fire. In which I scored. That yeah. Issue. So he he kind of he told me the idea and he kind of left it to me to be able to just yeah. bring it all to life. So that's I love that. Uh, then the aspect of it is like we just did Nelly's uh birthday. Yeah. Bash like uh. Uh, he's exposing us to uh, more genres of music, and that, that's a that's that's one thing that I want to talk about with King George. Like, he's in a genre that's normally dominated by older people. That's right, and he's a young man. That's right, and it's like the internet has taken a liking to him in a way that's insane. It, they where. Have. The genre is now getting attention from the world because of King George. That's right. Exactly right. You're exactly right. <laughs> and so, which was challenging for me at first because here's what I had to see. We had, obviously, I'm going to be transparent. We had maybe a few people who did not like the show with the band. They did not like the approach, the musical approach. Uh, they said it was, uh, it didn't sound like blues. Uh, and in defense of where we're going, what I tried to get them to see is that King George is not a blues artist. He's just an artist that that has been uh, 
has that blues has taken a huge liking into, to. yeah. Right, you understand? Yeah. So he's not a blues artist. That ain't all he can do. Correct. And so what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to set the stage for him to be boxed in to blues musically. Yeah. Right? Because once you do that, then you become a, and this is no offense to no other artist, but you become the Lenny Williams or you become yeah. the Pokey Bear. Or you become, yeah. right? They're going to be blues. Yeah. Right? Well, you got George, who, you got Fantasia singing his music. So you don't want to become locked in to blues to where you, you the other markets uh, can't, Use you. Absolutely. You're not marketable in other artists. So I want to make sure that I'm not embracing the standard of blues so that I don't become confused when I'm exposed to other things. So I'm already prepped for when we did Nelly. I was already prepped when they come in there and, you know, they have digicodes and stuff. And like, I'm already prepped. Uh, believe it or not, here's a fun fact the standard of blues now from a production standpoint. It's because I didn't compromise. Yeah, man. When I first came in, we were the first ones to use in-air monitors. Yeah, man. We were the first one to use stems. Let's go. We were the first ones to use uh, uh, Pro Tools rigging and, yeah. and, 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 and time coding. Yeah. We were the first ones to uh, have full control and access and, and, and uh, time coding with the video wall. Yeah, man. Just uh, MIDI queuing for lighting. We did something. And they kicked against it. They fought against me the first two, three years. They fought against me. Now they're implementing everything that they fought against me. They're implementing in the blues. Yeah. They're talking about in the spring, they're not even using widgets. Everybody going to be on P16s now. Interesting. And I was the one who introduced yeah. P16s to the blues. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So, so you never want to compromise what you know is uh, the evolution of where you're going. Right? So yes, sir. I, and then a lot of times what happened is another fun fact. I used to get upset because even with Calvin, when I wasn't working with Calvin no more, a lot of my ideas, they were still utilizing it. And I was getting frustrated. I was like, yeah, how are you going to not use me, but you're going to use my ideas? Right? But then it hit me. No, D. You're the standard. You're the standard. So you can't get frustrated when you're the standard. Yeah. Right, it is people are gonna do. They're gonna replicate what you do. Yes, because you're the standard. Yes. So now I've embraced that. I've embraced that. Whatever I do, it's a standard. So that's why it's important that the things that I do are carefully thought out, yes, processed, and I've seen it through, and I've you know uh, uh, fail safe it. Yeah. Right. And so now everything I do, they they they're kind of just rolling with it. Like everybody is kind of. Like uh, at one point in time, they wanted me uh, to MD all the artists for Southern Soul. They couldn't get Calvin to agree. Wow! So you were just gonna be like, your you and your band was gonna be the house band for the whole. Well, it might not have been me and my band, but it but it would have been you orchestrating everybody. Everybody, sort of like the whole um, production. What is what is my guy's name that does that? Adam Blackstone. Adam Blackstone. Yeah, that's right. And we, uh, uh, E. Will does it too. Yes, man. Yep, he does it too. Like and so, 
Uh, but interesting. They wouldn't let it. They wouldn't let it happen, man. Calvin wouldn't get on board with me, man. <laughs> so I want to. I want to. I want to stick on this point for a second because I think it's important. Yes. You have the skill mm-hmm. to be what Southern Soul needs you to be. Yes. You have the knowledge and the discipline to be that. Yes. But you also have another level of skill. And foresight to see how you can push it. That's right. How to evolve it. Most people are one or the other. Mm. I admire you for respecting it and pushing it. Wow. Because some people either going to say, this how it's always been, this how it need to be. Or... Do away with it all. It all needs to be new. Uh, You're wise enough to say, I'm going to keep the essence. I'm going to keep the foundation. That's right. But I ain't going to slack. Let's, let's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah. That, I admire you for that, man. Yeah, we're going to push what, man. Yes. To God be the glory. Yeah, man. We're going to push what we got. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so I got a lot of respect for a lot of OGs who have been in the game. The oldest, uh, a lot of musicians who have been in the game for a long time. Yurik Primer. Uh, Will, uh, those guys, uh, Essie, uh, they play with Calvin, they play with uh, uh, Sir Charles, they play with Lenny Williams, they play, you know what I'm saying? I can go on and on. Uh, so uh, they, they, they've they been in that industry. And those guys, I didn't just come in and just say, hey, you know what? Get out of the way. I'm coming. <laughs> no, it's like, let's work together. Yeah. I've never, I've never been the leader. That I wanted to say, hey, hey, it's me doing it all. I don't care about credit. Yeah. I don't care about no credit, right, right? My thing is, if we're gonna evolve the culture for the greater for the greater good, it doesn't matter about let's all work together. Yeah. I can't do it by myself. Yeah. This is an assembly line. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so let's all work together. Let's put egos aside. And I think when you get a bunch of individuals that could do that, then you can progress any even quartet. Yeah. You can you can forge yeah. any culture of music for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's pretty much So it is safe to say that when it comes to the live shows in Southern Soul, your pioneering was next. Yes, it is. That's fire, bro. It is. It is. And, and and I say that without fear of contradiction uh, because I used to be careful to speak uh, and try to be humble. But I do want to share something with you. False humility is a sin. If I ask you, can you play? And you be like, oh, man, uh, I'm all right. <laughs> you just lie. Be Com- you don't have to be worried about being called arrogant, erudite, cocky, conceited when you're confident in what you can do. Yes. Be you, be you confidently. Yes. You know, so yes. so I embrace that. You know, uh, yes, uh, that's a response. I need to tell myself that. You want to know why? Because that's a responsibility that's given to me that I have to uh carry with a sense of delicacy yeah man right yeah so i have to remind myself no i'm not just been going up here playing the keyboard tomorrow 
No, I'm pioneering the future. Yes, man. When you got 5,000 people coming out to see what Southern Soul is going to look like next year. That they never seen, they never seen it at this capacity before. Yeah, they never seen it w- with this intensity, right? Yeah. And I'm knocking on the door of the R and B industry. I'm knocking on the door of the country industry. I'm knocking on the door of those markets because when they come see it, they gonna say, "Man, we didn't know they was doing it like that over here in in blue." Yeah, man. Because the resources are there. Yeah. Yeah. The resources are there. Yes. In fact, Southern Soul may be one of the uh, busiest markets in this year round. Yeah. It's not a seasonal genre of music. Do you know they do this tour in the fall and the spring? That's crazy. This tour ends in... This week, mm-hmm. which is November the what? I don't know. Today is the for say eighteenth or something like that. Yeah, sixteenth. The day the sixteenth. So, so it ends November the eighteenth, but it starts right back up in January. Wow! And goes all the way to almost August. Yeah, that's crazy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Then they end August, and then they start right back again in October. Yo, that's crazy. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. So like they are they are a busy this is a busy organization. Yeah. People constantly support Southern Soul Blues year round. Yeah. Not just seasonal. You know, yeah. you may catch Beyonce one time a year. <laughs> yeah. In Atlanta. <laughs> or something. That, yeah. Right. But you can guarantee you can find George somewhere in a city near you yeah. coming soon. Yeah. So yeah. people be like, hey, when are you going to be in such and such? I just go to my calendar. We'll be here this yeah. day. This day. So, so it is It is a consistent working yeah. business. It's yeah. a machine that is working consistently. Yeah. And they have the uh, uh, the people. They yeah. have the resources. They yeah. have the uh, response of the people. And they can get the people to come out. And, yeah. and, and so... They got a machine that's working. They just got to um, work on the presentation of Absolutely. the machine so that they can get other backings from the people who are funding the bigger Beyonce's. Yes, man. Because they just want to see that the machine work. Yes, because and, and the crazy thing is, like, people don't think, like, King George is becoming the type of artist that can have a Live Nation deal. Exactly. Easy. 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 And it's like, dude, having people like you around is important because it helps people to, like, you spark the conversation of possibility. Wow. Beyond what people are used to just accepting. Right. Like, to be able to even think, like, hey, let's prepare this show to attract people that are outside of the genre so that we can get the genre more love. Interesting you say that because you want to know what the what what audience I first attracted to to blues. What's that? Says, quartet. Kid you not. Right now and 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 I play a huge part in this and I'm telling you I'm I'm owning it and I'm owning it wholeheartedly. 
uh, without being a contradiction, 60% of musicians in Southern Soul and Blues are quartet musicians. And that didn't just happen. That didn't happen 10 years ago. Yeah. Because y'all didn't know year. Yeah. Y'all didn't know Will. Y'all didn't know. Yeah. These guys weren't in quartet. Yeah. They didn't know nothing about no quartet. Yeah. In fact, you got more artists now doing blues than who are converting from blues. From, from, yeah, from quartet, from to, quartet to, to blues. blues. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now that audience now has grew. The the Southern Soul uh, audience has grew. Yeah. Because now it has emerged and uh migrated into the yeah. quartet industry. Yeah. Eventually it's gonna do the same thing with country. Yeah. It's happening. If you go see the last few shows we've been at, there have been about thirty percent Caucasians in the wow, building. Let's go. Let's go. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So I gotta make sure a lady texted me and said the show sounded like it had some country in it. She thought I was going to be offended by it. I'm like, okay, that's great. Because you let me know I'm going in the right direction. Yeah. Because you don't see what I see. Yeah. You don't see what I see. Country is the most largest and progressive genres of music. It is. It is. Country is the most. Prog- Yo. That's true. Like. They got the biggest award shows. And they're they have not, the biggest artists. They're not afraid of evolution, man. They make the most money. God, you're right. I ain't. Yeah, it's true. Like I be listening to country records. I'm like, man, this is evolving. I hear 808s. I hear trap snares. Yes. I hear, I'm like, God. But you still got the foundation of the guitars and the it, writing, and it's like they're not compromising their sound, and but they're still evolving. Yes, yes. And you want to do the same thing in Southern Soul? You got to do it. Yes, sir. You got to do it. Yes, sir. Like, like when you look at the video wall on George's show. Yes, sir. You see hip hop. Yes, sir. You hear country. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You hear gospel. Yeah. Right. You want to be able to give a little bit of every element to different audiences of people. Yeah. So that you know, you can no matter where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can perform. Yes. You can make it happen. Yes. So. Yes. That's what that's what we're trying to do effectively. And of course, everybody's not going to embrace it. And I'm not looking for everybody to embrace it. Yeah. The fact that they're not in, everybody don't embrace it lets me know that I'm doing something that hadn't been done before. Absolutely. Because you you're only in people don't embrace they don't embrace uh uh change. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this, excuse me. And write this nugget down, you're going to need it. Make a mental note. The thief of appreciation is the familiar. Yes. That's Once so people true. are familiar with you, yeah. they can no longer appreciate what you could, what you do or yeah. what you bring to the table. So I don't want people to ever think they got me figured out. Yeah. Like right when they think, oh, yeah, we know. Like, like the live show they talking about right now, don't nobody know it, but sneak peek. The live show we're doing now. Uh-huh. We're getting ready to release the live version of it. Oh, that's so cheap. It'll be the first Southern Soul live record. That's so, 
Yeah, you. Yeah, you. you We're getting ready to release the live show. I'm already working on the new show for the first of the year. Yeah, you're. you're and we're you're gonna drop. Different. We're gonna drop every the, year because it's gonna be a new arrangement, new songs, new transits. You're very smart, man. <laughs> and and this is the thing. I'm not reinventing the wheel. Yes, it's just it hasn't been done over here. PJ Morton. Every time he do an album, he do a live version of it. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Why not capitalize on everything you can? Yes, I'm not gonna waste the arrangements. Yeah. You know, I'm not drawing the royalties off of. So how can I draw royalties off of them? How can I? Yeah. How can it still make money when I'm not using it? Because people they make arrangements and then once they wear the arrangements out, then that's it. That's yeah. it. No, you're not doing that. We're not doing that. That's so smart. We're not doing that. I'm too old to be doing that. I'm running out of creative juices, man. <laughs> 35. Yeah, man. When I get Kevin Bond's age, I want to be able to say. Yeah, that's what I'm on too, man. I want to be like Karen Lindsay, and I want to be the one yeah. saying, yeah. Yeah. It is yeah, check. man. And, and, and Give this, me a album. <sighs> making wise decisions with your opportunities and pushing the envelope. That's right. And doing good business. That's how you set yourself up. That's exactly right. And you're doing that, man. Man, to God be the glory. Like, you've taught me a lot today, man. Wow. For, seriously. Seriously. You've you've taught me a lot, and you've co you've confirmed a lot of things that I think about that I don't have much support with my peers from. Wow. Like, you're one of the first people that I know I could call. And say certain things and you understand. So I get it. This is this has been refreshing for me. I, man, that's big. And that's all I care about. Yeah. Like I'm here to spark the 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 create creativity, yeah, the man. ideas yes, that sir. you got inside of yourself. Make it happen. Yes, sir. I'm I'm dealing with the same thing you're dealing with here. Yeah. I'm dealing with it at home. So it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing new. Don't let it stop you. Yes, sir. Yeah, don't let it stop you. Yes, sir. Mm -mm. Yes, sir. Mm -mm. You got to be the proof. Yes, sir. I know, man. You got to be the proof. I know, man. You understand what I'm saying? When they was inventing that light bulb, somebody said, you wasting your time. You got light. That's real. That's real. That's real. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that it's important to surround yourself around people who, you know, even if they can't see or understand what you're doing, they trust your decision, they trust your judgment, and they're gonna push that. What you got going on is big, bro. You got your brother in there, you got your wife in there. Yeah. That's your support. Yeah. You don't need nothing. There go your support right there. Yes, sir. Make it happen. You making it happen right here. Yes, sir. Like, I looked at your podcast, bro, and I looked at the level of excellence it is, bro. Like, and it almost put me in the mind of, uh, what's the guy's name? He bring all the singing artists. I can't think of his name. Terrell Show? It, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You got some major cooking right here, bro. Yes, sir. And, 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 and you have the connections to people. Yes, sir. Right? You know what I'm saying? So use that. And, and I'm going to do everything I can. So this, this was big for me. To come out here, like, because I'm like, yeah, like, I can see where we can help each other, like, pour back into what you got going on. Yeah. It's your community. Yeah. 
We're going to blow this. This going to go up. We're going to blow this up. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're going to blow this up. I appreciate like, that. And if they don't know, they going to know when you <laughs> drop this video. <laughs> yes, sir. We're going to stand behind that. We're yes, standing sir. on business with this here. <laughs> yeah, we're standing on business. Yes, And that's sir. why I gave you, like, I've, I do interviews all the time. And I'm very selective and careful with what I talk about, you know. I know how to do interviews. I know yeah, how to. Man. I know how to use the rule of diversion. <laughs> Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't do that. I gave you everything wrong because that's gonna make them have to if they want to get the information. They're gonna have to come to your platform to get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, they want the truth. They're gonna have to come to your platform to get it. I appreciate that. So man. when they say, "Hey, man, what happened with such and such and such and such?" such, such, such? I'm gonna go check out the link. Send my bio. <laughs> Yeah, I thank you for that, man. That's real. You can man. get the full exclusive. Yeah. But they got to come to your platform to get it. Yes, sir. Thank you for being here, man. Man, no, thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And Bebe was adamant that I did it with you. You know what I'm saying? He was like, so he's a huge, he's a, a huge supporter of yours. So. Yeah. Yep, yep. So. Shout out Bebe Carter, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> my guy. Yeah. Shout out to all my guys, bro. Yeah. Bear. Uh, you know what I'm saying? MJ. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Daddy Duke. Yeah, all my day ones. Yeah, I can go on and on, but y'all know who y'all are. Yeah, it's only one way. Yeah, the MG way. Hey, this has been another episode of the RXS podcast with Dion Doyle. We out. Peace. We out.